Courageous Conversations, Courageous Family. I am Denise Trimble-Smith. I am the CEO and owner of Courageous Conversations. You know the drill. I'm a certified life coach um, by evening. And then by day, I am a diversity and inclusion project director. I am so happy that you've decided to join us today. We know that this is our brown sugar and spice episodes, which means we need to be protective of little ears, especially this particular episode. Whatever protective of the little folks in your homes and in your environment means to you, make sure you take care of that. This is definitely a mature audience conversation. I want to take it a step further because the the content of our conversation today is very courageous, but it can also be triggering. And so at any time that you feel that this might move into a direction that uh, you definitely don't want to deal with at the moment, please self-care, take care of yourself, go ahead and put me on pause, and you don't even have to finish listening to our episode. Just get ready for the next one. But again, I do want you to be comfortable. I want you to be courageous, but in your own space and way. So thank you for being here with us. Courageous family, are you ready to talk sex and spirituality? I know I am. I am here with my friend, my sister, Ashley Taylor, and I want you to just tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us what you do. Tell us about your amazing business and all the things, Ashley. Well, first off, congratulations on this. And thank you so much for having me. Thank you, thank you. Um, listeners of this wonderful podcast, my name is Ashley Marie Taylor. I am a Phoenix, Arizona native, born and raised. Uh, basically, my business is Favor and Grace Under Fire, we are our therapy consulting firm helping folks move through life transitions when they are under fire with favor and grace so go check us out at www.favorandgrace.com um, and basically i'm a marriage and family therapist i've been in this game for about 11 years that is so crazy and there are seven wonderful therapists at my practice and we are just all doing different things some of us are doing consulting speaking um, a little bit of uh, acting out there, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm just super happy to be here. Thank you so much, Denise. Absolutely. So let's get right into it. We know um, that um, those of you who follow me, um, you know, I am a very out Christian, right? Um, but at the same time, I have respect and deference for all of the different faith-based organizations, religions, worship practices. Um, I would not be who I am as far as diversity and inclusion if I didn't embrace those things. But I do know that speaking um, from a, a lens of Christianity comes also with privilege. There's a lot of things um, that comes with being a Christian and having that privilege. But there's also some things that I think we can say across multiple spectrums of spirituality can be difficult conversations to have. And that's sex. In your experience has that been a topic that's uncomfortable for either your clients yourself or just in your narrative in general is sex something that's still kind of taboo and people don't want to talk about hmm so i guess the question would be what atmosphere are we talking about mm -hmm. if we're talking about in the church the black church <laughs> right, right yes right, right um in therapy no people okay. once you build that rapport which happens in two to four sessions, mm -hmm. people kind of come out with it. Okay. And honestly, sometimes it slaps me in the face. Really? Because we talking about what they did this weekend, and boom, here comes, you know, a certain issue. So I'm like, oh, okay, we, we there. We're uh -huh. talking. We there. Like, okay, uh -huh. Uh -huh. let me get ready. Yeah, you know? get ready. Right. Um, but it's, it's taboo depending on the environment. Mm -hmm. But in therapy, I would say no. Mm -hmm. And I would, this is where I think the family dynamic 
um, plays a part. You you mentioned the black church and that's from my, you know, that's my identity. That's, you know, part of what, who I am um, growing up in the black church. I can tell you, I remember even a time where if a young woman got pregnant and out of wedlock, talk about it, talk about wedlock, who even invented that word? But, but when a woman got pregnant out of wedlock, they would bring her to the front of the church and the church would literally vote as to whether or not she can stay in the choir, all of those different things. Uh-huh. I never saw the man, right? And unless that young lady's name was Mary, I don't understand how that happened. How do you see that some of those traditions are our family cultures and, and all of that, how does that play a part in, in how we perceive, understand, and even talk about sex? Well, first of all, I mean, you hit on some really good points. I have never been witness to that, but I do know that it still happens in many churches across mm-hmm. the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do know that some of the churches that I've attended, that was the, I'm going to call it the old school practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like churches in general, well, I guess I should talk about black churches, there's sexism in the church, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, the, the man, let's talk about it. Could have been the pastor. Ooh. And he's Ooh. bringing her to the front, oh, dear you. you know, mm-hmm. and, um, repenting for her mm-hmm. um, and then the church is, is is putting judgment on her which for me you know when I tell people especially believers and non-believers because right now my demographic is African-American women usually between the ages of 25 and 40 mm-hmm. and they're struggling with this mm-hmm. you know because the church kind of suppresses women or has suppressed women. Now it's a bit different. Um, Women can be pastors, women can be in clergy, Mm -hmm. but before they couldn't. Mm -hmm. And even still today, it's still focused on what the woman is doing and what she's dressing. Mm -hmm. I just saw a Facebook post. Mm -hmm. This girl could blow, Denise, and an African-American male sent the post out on Facebook and talked about how she shouldn't be wearing what she's wearing when she was wearing something similar to you. Mm-hmm. And all the women on the post were like, she snatched. What is your problem? Mm-hmm. Maybe your problem is your internal sin that, that you can't keep it together. Right. Because we don't talk about sex in the church. We don't talk about people have these feelings, these emotions. We know we have them. Mm-hmm. It's completely natural, mm-hmm. but we want to shun them and push them down. And then we wonder why pastors are cheating, sleeping and creeping. Mm-hmm. Let's, be real. Creeping. Let's be real. Part. Let's be real. But yeah. then getting up and talking about, you know, no sex before marriage right you know so there is definitely this hypocrisy within the church and i even think mainstream media mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. a black woman could be popping it you know and she's making great money but then you get a male with his shirt off and he's all glossy and it's fine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know so just in mainstream culture you know there's still sexism that's coming out of this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's still a mess Mm-hmm. But for what you're saying, bringing a woman up there and shaming her, yes. like I tell a lot of my clients, people are having trouble separating and understanding that there's a difference between religion and a relationship with God. That part, okay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Religion says you can't do this, you can't it's do rural. that, you can't be mm-hmm. this, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think it makes it easier for people mm-hmm. because people have difficulty believing what they can't see. So then if we put structure on it, even if it's structure that completely goes against the Bible, that completely goes against the first commandment, love thyself as thy neighbor, all Mm -hmm. that stuff is still okay. We're patting it down because it's rules and regulations and we can control the masses, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But you specifically, when we talk about the Bible, you can't tell me what my relationship looks like with God mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it says that all I have to do is come to him and repent mm-hmm. so if I had sex before marriage and it created a baby mm-hmm. and God said it was okay because he gave us free will mm-hmm. who are you to tell me that 
I am still not the same deserving person of love and stature and to sing in the choir Mm -hmm. and to do those things, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And that's part of the problem. We have so many gifts spiritually as black people, Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes we take it too far and we tear each other down. Right. Or what I've also seen is because black culture is denounced outside of the church or the only way we can climb is if we're playing a sport mm-hmm. or if we're singing or if we're doing something that's culturally appropriate for african-american people mm-hmm. that's okay mm-hmm. but the minute that we get into the church people are trying to earn titles mm-hmm. and they're button heads and they're not even following god's word while mm-hmm. they're trying to earn these titles because they can't earn these titles outside of church got it and i also think it's look at them don't look at me Ooh, i'm gonna be over here doing my dirt but everybody knows that she's pregnant because you could see yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. sins that we could see are the sins that we attack, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we even talked about this in, an other, in another podcast when we had an amazing conversation um, with our, our sister, Sierra, um, yeah. who is openly gay and, and talked about what does that look like in respect to her relationship with God and how people treat her. And if that was the, the church providing grace if there were and and there was so much that we were able to dive into yeah but i think that that's one of the things that we can target is uh our siblings from the lgbtq community because we can say that person looks or acts or behaves or dresses as if they are gay so we are able to pinpoint and point those folks out call them out instead of calling them in and saying how can we support Right. who you are yeah. because we know whose you are right but instead we want to point them out and we want to ostracize and we want to yeah. make it seem that their sin is so much you different. know different and, and in this hierarchy and this levels of acceptance and right. grace and favor yeah. you know is 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 really kind of divvied out like school lunch you know mm-hmm. what i mean like oh these the halves can have this but if you in the free lunch line you know you're gonna be treated this certain way yeah and I find it very interesting, like you said, that some of our leaders can be so very hypocritical. And what that does is it deters other people who are seeking relationships with God. Mm-hmm. They're going to use that as an opportunity to say, see, look, y'all are hypocrites in the church. You are, you know, a bunch of judgmental people mm-hmm. instead of being embracing mm-hmm. and, and loving and, and teaching and all of those wonderful things. And so we miss out on folks Um, having a good and strong relationship with God because of our actions in the church, in the church. So that brings me to another question. Mm -hmm. We will often use scripture Mm. to either uplift or tear people down and beat them up with it. We just bring in a Bible and just beating them. Right. Yeah. We use a scripture. We talked about, we talk about things like, um, the bed of a, a husband and wife is undefiled. So that means that, you know, whenever the husband wants it, he should be able to get it, right? And we, we as mm. women are supposed to step aside and just accept it because then they'll throw that other scripture that, you know, your body is not your own, you know, and, and your body belongs to your husband or, or so on and so forth. I just wonder how much do you see, even in your own narrative, where folks are using the Bible against rather to, than using the Bible to embrace? <sighs> <laughs> Come on with it. So I think we saw that a lot last year with the elections, correct? Oh, Um, I mean, that was forefront. There was a prophet who was saying that Trump was going to win again. I mean, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. 
she was using scriptures. She was prophesizing that he was going to win again, and he didn't. So, I mean, right now, unfortunately, social media is has created a platform for people to say their opinions, mm-hmm. and culture is making effect. Let me mm-hmm. put it there. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to the church, mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, old school church, in my experience, and all of this is from my experience and, you know, the clients that I meet with, um, the way that old school church talks about these situations, mm-hmm. it, it, in my opinion, it makes people small. And once again, it's doing the opposite of what right. the word says. Right. What people are missing is that the Bible is supposed to be a living word. Which means when you read it, before you read, you ask God, what do you want me to get from this? Mm-hmm. Not, what do you want me to do with this to shame, <laughs> blame, and cast down somebody else? Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But let me take this to a historical standpoint of why I think this is happening. Culturally, we will, we live in you know, the United States of America that was founded on colonizers as pe- is this new cold word. Mm-hmm. Um, what I call them is uh, modern day pilgrims. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So what that means to me is you take, 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 take mm-hmm. something that was never yours mm-hmm. and make it yours. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what people are doing with the Bible. Mm-hmm. They're forgetting the step that it's a living word and you're supposed to ask God what he's going to tell you about it, not what he's going to tell you about your neighbor, that your neighbor <laughs> should change. Right. And that's the main problem. Right. And so when we talk about being inclusive, mm-hmm. as a Christian, our number one job is to bring people to God, mm-hmm. not shun them away from God. That part. That and part. we are supposed to, when you are saved, you know, God comes into your heart. And so for me, when I wake up in the morning, especially when I used to work in the rehab, Lord Jesus, when I was in the parking lot, I'd say, God, take away me and give me you mm-hmm. because these people are going to get on my last fleshly nerve. But these are your people. Mm-hmm. So tell me what to say, because what I will say is right. I'm going to tell them off first. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm going to hurt them with my words Mm -hmm. because God gave me the gift of gab. God gave me the gift of words. I can inspire someone just as quick as I can tear somebody down. Yes. You know what I mean? So even for me, I have to check myself, Denise. My uncle told me a couple weeks ago, he's like, people mistake prayer. Prayer is supposed to be you asking God to help you so you can move through this situation Mm -hmm. versus you asking God to change somebody else. Ah, Put ah, it out there. So when we talk about people using the Bible, God's word, <laughs> to control other people, mm-hmm. that's a problem, right? Mm-hmm. And this is going to hurt somebody's feelings, but what's the difference between doing that and what Lucifer did? Mm. Lucifer was in the choir. Yes. He was the number one angel. Right, right, right. They say his voice was out yeah. of this yes. world. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? So when we talk about music and hip-hop, and I know that was one of your things, yes. what do people think is happening if you can't cleanse your soul or understand where you're grounded, and then you're out here listening mm-hmm. to this music that's talking about pooty-popping and da-da-da-da-da? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you don't have the rest of you, going on in here that's lucifer singing his praises about well let me go out there and booty pop it you know what i mean because that's what i'm supposed to do and it's the same thing with social media Mm -hmm. so you got to know where you stand and who you are in your soul or else you're going to get got but on the other hand those of us who in my opinion are christians Mm -hmm. 
should understand how the word should be used. Mm -hmm. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. I can take a gun to protect myself and I can take a gun to kill somebody. That part. Which one are you going to choose? Mm -hmm. The Bible is a weapon. Mm -hmm. It is the armor of God. Right, right. So you can take the Bible and you could really kill somebody's soul. Spirit, yeah. Or you can take the Bible and lead somebody to the promise, purpose, and provision that God had for them. Right, right. But once again, I don't think people understand the power of the word, right? A lot of times, old school, you know, we were reciting verses yes. and we didn't even understand what they no, were. No, no. So you... As an educator, you know what that's like. You yes. know when your kids actually like get the subject, right. retain the information, mm -hmm. versus just they're right. a robot. Yes, just you know? recitation. So mm -hmm. that was another thing too, right? We missed the whole point. Yeah, there's many people who can recite verse after verse after yes. verse, but can you sit down and have a conversation with somebody? Because we're meant to relate. Mm -hmm. We are supposed to be in relation with each other, mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. like the church and the Lord are supposed to be in relationship with each other. Mm -hmm, do you know mm -hmm. what I'm I saying? Do. I do. And I think also people forget that the church is not ours. Mm. People put ownership on the church, once again, colonizing and pilgriming it, and it's never ours. Mm. So how, if you don't own this, how can you say who can come in and who can come out? You better say that. Right. It doesn't make any sense to me. And when it comes to the LGBTQ plus in question, I'm like, y'all are tripping because these people are some of the most talented, gifted people in the world. Right. So if we're supposed to be using the gifts that God gave us to tell people about God, how are we limiting who can use their gifts in the church or not? Mm. I don't understand that. Right, right. You know, and me being a choir member, I've seen it. Yes, me where too. Where certain yes. choir members are ostracized because other people don't like them and there's cliques and these are grown people. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to be congenial. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because these are people of God. Whether she's right. irritating me because she's loud or she's late, that's not really what I'm here for. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So uh -huh. people are missing the tenets mm -hmm. of being a Christian, mm -hmm. and they're misusing it. They're misusing it. You know it. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And can we talk about these Southern Baptist pastors <laughs> who are out here calling Kamala Harris Jezebel? Mm -hmm. You know, like, I'm just like, Whoo! I know, you have to really, like, just provide therapy to yourself because everything that is surrounding us is just... It's like pounding. It's if, a pounding. Yeah. It's a constant. If Jesus came down, because, you know, Samuel Jackson is how I think of Jesus. You know <laughs> what I mean? Jesus is made in our, uh, we're made in his um, image. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's sarcastic. He's funny. He gets upset. You know, so hear the Samuel Jackson voice being like, why are you acquiring, why are you acquiring dead souls on your back mm -hmm. instead of building them up? Building them up. I don't understand right, that. Right, right, right. This makes, this all, you know, makes sense to me. But what I, I often get questions, we talk about all of these things that we, we know to be true. Yeah. We know what the word says and we know how we are supposed to use the word and rightfully divide the word mm -hmm. for ourselves. Mm -hmm. But then, like we said, not only does the church use the Bible as at times uh, to beat people up, mm -hmm. you will be in a relationship where a husband may say, you know, that you can't say no to me oh, when yeah. it comes time for sex. Because your body belongs to me. And so the question has come up in personal conversations. Is there such thing as rape in a marriage? Where, how does that work? How does, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to leave it there. And I'm going to let you use your professionalism and tell us, what does that mean? Can you have rape in a marriage? Well, let me put it this way. So the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. You can't have rape in a marriage because... 
you know, two is supposed to become one. That means that with God, the two are supposed to unite and be on one accord. And how they stay on one accord is because God is in the middle of the marriage, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, once again, if Samuel L. Jackson was sitting here right with us, (laughs) would he say, that's your body and you could do whatever you want Mm -hmm. with it just because you're a man? Right. Just because your sex just happens to be male? No. Mm -hmm. I mean, so I don't know where that comes from. I think that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. I think consent on all levels is the biggest thing right now. That's why we're seeing all these books about boundaries. You know, boundaries is the word right now because Mm -hmm. it's all about what you consent to and what you don't. And Mm -hmm. when somebody crosses those boundaries, Mm -hmm. how you um, regulate what they've done. So I don't, I specifically don't know the scriptures Mm -hmm. that people are getting that from. Mm -hmm. I know you said one, but even when I hear that one, I'm like, that's not. They use it wrong anyway. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. So once again, I'm like, are you hearing from God in that scripture? Did you just read that and make it what you want it to be? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which I would say is a form of abuse anyway. Right. That's a form of abuse power, which Mm -hmm. is abuse anyway, whether it's going to be sexual abuse or emotional abuse. But I absolutely think that's crazy. Mm -hmm. I just don't believe there's a God that's like, once you're married, your body belongs to your husband. I just, that's, that's just crazy to Mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. I think what I, I, I also am challenged with, and this is a pain point for me, is when we, um, those who, who identify as Christian, when we say things like, you know, uh, quoting that same scripture and that a wife is supposed to be submissive, a wife is supposed to, supposed to, supposed to, supposed to. They always use some two scriptures out of the whole word of God to say that, that women are supposed to just take it, that we're supposed to whether just lay there and just pretend or whatever the case might be, that we're supposed to just take all of this because the man is the, 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 what am I looking for? You know, the in charge, in charge, right? Yeah. The, the, superior. the superior, the head of the household and yeah. all of those kinds of things. Yeah. And when I was asked that question just a couple of days ago and I thought, Ooh, I got to talk to Ashley about this. <laughs> Can there be rape in a marriage? I said, as Christians, aren't we supposed to be Christ-like? Yeah. Now Christ said also that the man is supposed to love his wife like Christ loved the church. All right. Do we see Christ raping the church? Absolutely. Do we see Christ taking, you know, and enforcing himself in in any situation? You talk about free will. We the word talks about being, you know, being able to have choice. Yeah. Does that stop when all of a sudden I'm married? I no longer have free will as a woman because. Yeah. I'm married, and and so now my body is not my own. I can't make any decisions. It just baffles me that that is even a topic of conversation. I think it's crazy. I mean, the thing that I think is love is patient, love is kind. That's one of the most well-known. It's said at weddings, Mm -hmm. you know, so if that's the case, Mm -hmm. I just don't see how that would correlate with rape Mm -hmm. and you owning someone's body. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. it just doesn't make sense to me. And so when I'm talking to people, I always say stuff like that. Like, does this make sense to you? To you. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because it really doesn't. Mm-hmm. And so once again, it's people using the word mm-hmm. to control. Right. You know, and let me just pose this. So if it's really the case that that scripture, the way that society is yes. reading it, yes. that the man has full authority over a woman's body, mm-hmm. which would include her mind. Her mind, yeah. Why is it 
that we as women are in the place that we're in because of the choice that Eve made ah, and Adam went along with yes. it. So how is it that if men are supposed to be in control of the woman, that Eve went off with the serpent and <laughs> ate the apple? Genesis, people. Uh, uh, Genesis, if from the was, beginning. If that was the case, she would have been stuck to Adam. But what's the first thing he said? Well, the woman is the one that gave it to me. So it's not my fault, it's her fault, right? Exactly. And I think that we get into that with relationships. We get into that when we talk about power struggles and our sexuality and our intimacy. Yeah. It is about communication. It's about having a courageous conversation mm -hmm. and being able to love each other unconditionally, mm -hmm. but with respect. Mm -hmm. What would you say as we're, we're getting ready to wrap up? We could be talking yeah. all night, so no, I just, I'm so sad that we have to wrap up. <laughs> but I wonder, what could you say say to couples out there, to folks, just not even couples, just to folks out there who need some encouragement, what's a way that they can be courageous in their relationships, um, in their uh, their pain points when it comes to sexuality and intimacy and even having sex? What would you say to them? Well, number one, to talk about your point about the woman being submissive, I, to me, what God told me about that scripture, and this is for me, so for everybody else, you need to pray about it and see what he tells you. But like I told you all before, my time can be a beast. Mm -hmm. So God said, you need to submit to me, which in essence is submitting to your husband, so you're not tearing him up with your words uh, because okay. you're quick-witted and you're on it. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So let me address that part first. For couples out there, I see this all the time. People get together, whether it's friends with benefits, hookups, uh, poly, marriage, whatever. Mm -hmm. People get together and they make these decisions when the endorphins are flowing high. Mm -hmm. You know, but they haven't sat down and talked about what we call contracts or agreements. Ah, okay. When you have contracts and agreements, and the biggest one is how you're going to fight. Mm. Are we going to have a code word? A lot of my clients have code word like brownie because either one is gone into rage, fight, flight, or freeze. They can't even think about what they're saying. Stuff is just coming out or the other one freezes up, mm -hmm. right? We're not going to get anywhere with that. So we call brownie, we take a break, but you have to come back within 24 hours. That's an agreement. That's a contract. Um, you know, even people are fighting over money. People are fighting over because they got stuck in their house together for eight, yes. eight weeks Dang over, you, COVID, over the right? quarantine. Mm -hmm. You know, there should have been agreements about that. How are we going to do this so we don't get on each other's nerves? Ooh, that's good. But the number one agreement is how are you guys going to check each other mm -hmm. without offending? Because okay. offense, in my opinion, is one of the number one reasons why marriages don't work. Mm -hmm. We get offended by our partner when really our partner is just trying to check us with love. Mm -hmm. We should have a couple people who can check us. I call it my bench and now my fiance. But if you don't have anybody who can check you because you're human, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Me with these Karens, Denise. Uh -huh. I be in the home goods, <laughs> you know, and they don't want to put their baskets. They don't want to do this. <laughs> and I be, you know, Ready all five, 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 yes, all yes. five, five of me because yes. I ain't doing it. Get out. You know what I mean? And right. my fiance, who's like six, seven, is like, okay, babe, I got your back, but could you just like, you know, could you just, because he's very calm, could you just like, and I'm like, okay, because our agreement is for me to be calm, because what's going to happen? Like, if her dude rolls up, my dude is fighting. Right. I ain't fighting right. her. I'm about to push a bitch with a car. Like, I'm about to throw shit at, you know what I mean? So me and him have that agreement because I'm not about this white supremacy shit, so I'd be on one, but I'm five, I'm five, five. What am right. I doing? Right. Right. So that's the number one thing. Couples, you need to decide your agreements. 
go to therapy before it gets too bad. Most couples ah, do not good. go to therapy till seven years after the problem has started. I am not Cinderella. I'm not Mary Poppins. What do you want me to do with all of that resentment? Mm -hmm. Seven years of resentment? Come on now. Mm -hmm. That's what I got. Let's be courageous, everybody. Oh my goodness, this was an amazing opportunity for us. I want to thank our sponsor for this episode, Indie Collab. Branding, marketing, all of the wonderful things that you can imagine for your marketing and branding needs. Let's talk about Indie Collab. I'm so excited about what we have today with our conversation, our courageous conversation. Let's continue to talk about it. Let's talk about sex. Let's be courageous. And family, remember, there's choice and God is on your side. We'll talk soon. Thank you, Courageous Conversations family. Thank you, Ashley. Thank you.